Welcome to All Four Downs, a Clovercrest Media Group sports presentation. It was an amazing week in college football. Clemson continued to do what Clemson does. Trevor Lawrence and the boys were absolutely dominant. We'll get into that. And whether they should still be number one because of the game of the week. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Georgia. We'll also spend some time on this show talking about Mac Jones and just how good Mac Jones really is. We'll also get into the Big Ten. We'll talk about Justin Fields and whether Justin Fields at this point should be in your Heisman Top 5. We've got that and so much more on this week's episode of All Four Downs. I'm Joe Aguirre. Our producer on this show is Ovi Munez. We also have Sean Scanlon and Jace Garcia. And these guys have a ton to say, and there's a ton of great things that are going to happen tonight, including our buddy Jace uh, is going to eat his words. So look forward to that and some amazing highlights from this past week in college football. I would just like to point out that a few weeks ago, Jace said that Mac Jones was garbage. Hurry up here for Alabama. Play action. Mac Jones wants it all. Long ball. Man there. Got him. Mitching touchdown. I'm not sold on Mac Jones. In the red zone, Alabama with three minutes of change remaining in the half. Jones fires to the corner. Devontae Smith. Touchdown, Alabama. I will eat my words next week if they pull off the win against Georgia's man in motion. Looks that way. Wants to go deep and will. Waddle has got it on the run. And he's gone. Jalen Waddle. Touchdown. Jones could pull an upset and win the Heisman if he keeps up the way he's doing. Second down and nine. Mac Jones pressure coming from behind. The lob to the end zone. Devontae Smith. Touchdown. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Tell me that guy cannot throw a football. Tell me that guy's not a Heisman candidate. Tell me I'm wrong, Big Jace Garcia. Tell me I'm wrong and tell me what you're going to do. Listen, I said I would eat my words and it's time for me to eat my humble pie. <laughs> I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of my word. Dang, that got everywhere. But uh, yeah, Mac Jones played well. Um, much respect, Jace Garcia. Much respect. I appreciate you doing that. Wow, man. Wow. Because I'll tell you what, if this wasn't COVID pandemic time, I would have. That would have been me ringing the doorbell when the, I know, when the show you said started. You wanted to. Right in the face. That was even better. It was more enjoyable. I could feel it in my hand when you did it. Yeah. It's all off. You got it. Not all over <laughs> my shirt. <laughs> but, uh, Dude, oh, let's yeah. talk about this football game. Uh, and look, credit to Georgia, a, a fantastic football team. And I think everyone's uh, now on board that Stetson Bennett maybe isn't the guy that should be starting for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, going into this game, Alabama number one D, Georgia number one defense, uh, offense defense rather. Uh, but Mac Jones definitely got into a groove, made some um, – that, that pass to Deontay Smith, man. Come on. What? This guy knows how to play football, Jace. It's time you give it's time you give Mac Jones his, his due, his just desserts, if you will. Um Tell me, tell me what you saw in this game from Mac Jones. Since you you happily ate the pie, you saw what I what I'm telling you you were going to see and what I've been seeing all season. Listening played great. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, the, the the thing though is is uh, I, I I still have questions on his leadership. He he's a baller. He can play. He can go out there and play. But he, he none of his none of the drives he had like really changed the momentum. Everything, all the most of the scores, especially in the second half, came off interceptions, punts. It was the defense that really came out and showed out. While Mac Jones had a great game, I think the defense really woke up. That they struggled the first couple weeks. The defense for Alabama woke up and said, "Hey, we're going to take control of this game." And I think the real, real story. While Mac Jones did great, 
And uh, while the defense for Alabama did great, the real story here is Stenson Bennett is not the quarterback Georgia needs. I think. Hold on, hold on. We're, let's not go to. Yeah, Stetson I know. Yet. We'll get to Stetson Bennett in hold a minute. On. Let Let's talk about 417 yards, four touchdowns, a 97.7 QBR against the best. De- are you, Chase? Get serious for a minute. I'm Don't serious. He played away really, from- really well. He played really, really well. But the thing that won them, Chase, you said nothing about Mac well. Jones. All you talked about was everybody else. Talk to me about Mac Jones right now. Tell me, tell me you saw what I see. Tell me you see it too. Tell me what exactly. Is I'm not worried about see. his leadership skills. Is is this guy right now the best QB in the SEC? Yes or no? The best QB in the SEC? Sure, I'll give him that. SEC never really is he the second best quarterback in the country right now. That that that's hard for me. You you know I'm a BYU homer, so I I want to put Zach Wilson there, but I'm gonna give respect to the win that they got here right at this moment. He is the second best QB, and sadly. To be the best, you got to beat the best, and they have not beaten Clemson, so I still got Trevor Lawrence at number one. But, uh, yeah, he's played good. He's playing really good. I'm with you, and I'll tell you what. I think your boy Wilson, I think, settles in easily in the number three spot. I appreciate you saying that. Sean, I'm sure you've got a ton of great stuff to share, so Jason and I will shut up for a minute. (laughs) <laughs> no, I just uh, I was I, I agree with Jace uh, his point about the Alabama defense. They really before this game haven't showed up to play at all. Um, they got three huge turnovers. Um, they really changed the the pace and the the momentum of this game. Um, but I, I do agree with that. And then uh, Mac Jones, I, I've been saying it all year, but he's a baller. I, I saw it in the the Iron Bowl last year and the the games that he finished last year. Um, he's a baller. He's got three of the best receivers in the country on the same team. Um, I just don't know how you stop that Alabama defense, um, especially for a team like Clemson. They have the explosive offense as well, but their secondary is probably their biggest weakness right now. Um, I just don't know if, they, if those two match up in the way that they're playing right now. I, I think that Alabama might be able to pull it out. Um, and I, that's why I had trouble putting Clemson at number one this week just because Alabama really did show out. Their defense looked amazing, and uh, if their offense is going to keep playing like that, I don't know how they don't get um, some votes for the number one team in the nation because they they looked amazing on Saturday night. I want to say in the leadership, okay, you talk about leadership. You talk about Mac Jones started a game on his first attempt to pass the ball. It was an interception, okay? He comes back after Alabama did another interception, another turnover, and led his team to score a touchdown. Now, that is called resilience. And as a leader, having resilience, I don't know what more you want to ask for from Mac Jones. And, yes, you guys are now, you brought up Trevor Lawrence, which I was trying to save that for the Heisman. But we could talk about it briefly right now. When you compare the schedule between Alabama and Clemson right now, you got to benefit Alabama because they played a harder schedule. They played more top 25 teams than Clemson. All right, Georgia Tech, in which you can make fun of me, what I did on the very first week on the show, I got it, I understand, but they're extremely garbage, and it's a repeat of last year. They scored 60-plus points. This time, they scored 70 points on Georgia Tech, all right? So Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. He's doing what he's supposed to do at the ACC, but in the SEC, Mac Jones against a number three team in the nation throwing 417 yards Four touchdown passes, that's a lot, man. And I would have picked Jones on top of Trevor Lawrence anytime right now. And we still plenty of football. Of course. Mad respect. Mad you're, respect. You're an SEC homer, but you, you have to look at everything. The SEC's not doing too good right now. Nobody's doing too good when it, Real it's quick, a let me, state, let me point something out that Trevor Lawrence had 417 yards passing as well. At halftime. And he didn't play the second half. He didn't play the second half. He had 400. But you're playing. Exactly. Jace, 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 I'm with you here. I know. Right. But not, look, let's look, just put it look, this look, way. But look, if you would have been playing hold against up. Alabama or Georgia, he wouldn't be throwing How 200 you know plus yards in the first half. I already, already know. We've already seen him play against the SEC team. Listen. He's not going to throw over 400 yards against the SEC team. Listen. You know this. 
Listen. Why that's the past? Those are I years don't know past. that that's true. It's true. I don't know that that's true. Uh, I know. The I just, SEC I watched Mac Jones throw for 400 yards against uh, the best SEC defense. So I... don't, say, don't say it can't be done. Hold up. If Trevor Lawrence and Clemson don't score 73 points this week, if he doesn't have 417 yards like Mac Jones did at halftime, I would have I would have seriously considered moving Mac Jones ahead of Trevor Lawrence on my list, and I would have put Alabama ahead of Clemson. Now, I agree with Sean. I think if these teams face off, and I hope that we get this game, Clemson-Alabama, I do think Alabama will beat Clemson. But I think so too. I think Alabama I don't play has hypotheticals. More... I'm playing what and this is why we can get into this whole conversation later on about Justin Fields, a finalist last year for the Heisman. And I'm sure he's gonna have a great game against Nebraska this week. But there's a lot of guys that have been doing it for eight weeks now. So I can't play the hypothetical game because I'm seeing football right now. And right. what I'm seeing from Mac Jones is He's he's either the 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 number one or number two quarterback in the game right now. That's a fact. I'm and everyone's got to recognize that. I'm seeing a resemblance with the Alabama offense that we saw Saturday, like LSU of last year. They got so many firepower, but the leader of that group is Mac Jones. He is doing it all. He is throwing the passes. He is on point. I'm telling you, his accuracy is on point. I've been seeing it every week, and we all witness it on the game, the main game right, of Saturday. By the way, after the that interception, he, he only threw six more incompletions the rest of the day against the number one defense in the SEC. But but look at look at how the SEC is playing out this year. The SEC is not that dominant Chase, force Chase, that we're using. Chase, we can make excuses all day for why oh, what okay. happened happened. All right. Fact of the matter is, is who was the number one defense going in? Georgia. Georgia. And, and and what happened? They laid the egg. They did not play well. That's it. We're but, done. We're done oh, here. Also, let's he, talk about Stetson Bennett now. Right, so let's put let's talk about. <laughs> I got put him real in the good. Penalty box. Well, I mean, uh, hey, listen. listen, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's talk about Georgia right now. I can appreciate mm-hmm. how he feels, but I, you got, you just got a pie in your face mm-hmm. worth of evidence. How could you still be in denial, Ovi? That makes no sense. I, hey, I'm a Georgia fan, and I got respect what Alabama did to us. All right. But for Stetson Bennett, we all see that he is short, okay? Too many passes in the middle. The game never changed for that offense. They didn't make any adjustments. He didn't get outside the pocket. He didn't readjust, right? And then at least I give uh, Jason credit that he kept saying, put JT Daniels in. That guy's over six foot three who could probably see more over the whole entire field than Stetson. But then again, Listen, we needed that loss. We could fix ourselves. I was like, look, we hanged in there for half the game. We had the lead. We blew it. But we could carry on from there. And I'm sure that Georgia could run the table and have an SEC championship, Alabama and Georgia and Atlanta, come December 19th. I firmly do believe that. And if Georgia could beat Alabama, then that leads to my next question here. Is that could we see two SEC teams in the college football playoffs? Cool, can we? You gotta. Well, you gotta everybody wants. He can unmute himself. <laughs> I mean, no. Well, Let me have I, my point. Let me have my point. It's got to be against the Georgia. This dude, the, he, he. When you put the, you can't put the ball in Stenson Bennett's hand in in uh, tough situations because he's not gonna make the right read. He's not gonna make the right throw. Doesn't matter about his height. JT Daniels, he is a baller. When he comes in, I I respect Mac Jones. Mac Jones right now is the best QB in the SEC. But when you put JT Daniels in for Georgia, JT Daniels will be the best QB in the SEC. This guy's a stud, and I, I don't know what Kirby Smart is thinking you got to – cool, Stenson Bennett, it's a great story. He goes from fourth string to getting starts. Cool, he gets some big wins. 
But no, that is not the guy you want the ball in his hands when in a tough game, when the game is on the lines. You need to go to JT Daniels, who will be, once he gets his chance, he will be the best QB in the SEC. Well, it's one thing being in the Pac-12, but there's a different type of level of game in no, the SEC. No, no, it's I'm gonna not. I'm going to tell you that right now. Look at how bad the SEC is doing this year. Look, you Why can't they're not about bad. It. What's so bad about the SEC? Look, everybody's playing. Everyone holds their levels. hats on the SEC because they get these big wins week one, week two, week three, when teams are just starting to. They're just getting into their season, and we don't know how good. When LSU went to Texas, Thanks. look at how good bad Texas was last year. And we're holding that win over over Texas as a great win. Look at right. when Clemson played. I know Clemson's not ACC, but when they played Texas A&M, Texas A&M was not a good team. You, you keep booking these games before we know what's going on, and you're saying they're good games. They're not. The SEC is not the end-all, be-all. They play great football. Don't so what you're me telling wrong. me is, is that the Alabama-Georgia game, it was not a, uh, a big game. It wasn't all It that. was a big game, but I'm okay. saying, all right. you, no, I, I'm not going to take the excuse that the SEC's better than everyone, and just because the SEC this and the SEC that, they should have two teams in the college football. Right, well, we're not going to hog about not... the Alabama, Georgia, and SEC here, but uh, more more to follow on that, and we're playing the discussion, especially when we do our college pick em. But the Big 12 is also playing this week. Questionable and I'll start with you, Sean. Can't Oklahoma State save that conference if they finish the season undefeated? I think. Uh, I mean, I think they can. It's it's going to be on their defense. I think though, because we know what they bring offensively. Um, we know that they have that high powered attack, and we know that teams in their conference can't stop them, um, especially the way that defense is played in the Big Twelve. So, I think they they probably have the best shot. Um, just the way that you know Texas looks like they don't have it right now. That's for sure. Um, Oklahoma Spencer Rattler has to stop turning the ball over so much, um, and they need to play some defense too. Obviously, so I do think that Oklahoma State probably does give the best chance. Um, but I mean, they're they're going to have to win some big games though, especially um, with the target on their back. Now that they're at the top of the Big Twelve, teams are going to be um, aiming out for them, giving them the best shot. So. I do think Oklahoma State probably is the best chance out of the Big 12, but I really wouldn't be surprised this year um, if we don't get a Big 12 team in the college football playoff. Just seeing after what happened the past couple of years, Oklahoma getting absolutely blown out by LSU uh, last year. We've seen what happens before. They don't play defense, so we need we need a fourth better team to put in that college football playoff, and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised this year if this is the year that there's no Big 12 participant. I'm sorry. Well, listen. I've been watching college football since the 80s, and if there's one thing I know for a fact that you can't count on Oklahoma State, and uh, they're they're definitely not going to save the conference. They're gonna they're gonna lose a couple games because that's what Oklahoma State does. They they find ways to lose games that they need to win, and they'll do it again this year. I would put money on it. Yeah, uh, I just want to say one thing quick. I completely forgot. Um, they're going against Iowa State this week, who has the best defense in the big 12 so there there is a good shot if, if brock purdy comes out and plays his game that they they could have their first loss of the season uh coming up this saturday i'm leaning that way to be quite honest i that's one of my we'll see right. what happens not a bad well, I'm, I'm looking forward for this weekend with the debut of the big 10 conference uh finally we we're gonna see justin fields take the field ohio state starts off with nebraska i know a lot of people are looking forward for that game because the head coach of Nebraska who kept running his mouth, Mr. Coach Frost, about wanting to play. And uh, with all the storylines and everything else that's going on, Michigan will be playing, Penn State. Uh, listen. Minnesota? Don't Minnesota sleep on Minnesota, well. oh, bud. No, Don't not, sleep not on Minnesota. Minnesota. However, everyone's always leading Ohio State, but the way the season's going this year, do you think Ohio State could fall? And if so, which team could actually beat Ohio State this year? Minnesota. I think Minnesota's got a really good defense. I think that team can score some points. I think I don't think they're gonna. I think they got the best chance to. I think Michigan's got the the team to do it. I don't think they're going to, but I think those two teams are certainly intriguing. Penn State's got a really good squad this year, so you know, there's teams that could, but will they? I think Justin Fields is is just really too good. 
Uh, and I, I think he's going to win a lot of games just on his own. So I, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I, I agree with Minnesota. I I like the addition of Trey Sermon coming in a transfer from Oklahoma to Ohio State. I think to be the best, you got to be the best, and the best in, in the Big Ten is Ohio State. And I, I don't I don't see anyone looking to dethrone them going into this season. It was three names at the top: Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. And I think Ohio State's still gonna stay in that conversation and still gonna be dominant even with the shortened season. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Ohio State is still the class of the uh, Big Ten, even though they're one of the better conferences uh, in America. Just another team I'd bring up, though, is Wisconsin. Um, even with the loss of Jonathan Taylor, they always have good defense every year. They bring back their quarterback, and they were in the Big Ten championship last year. So I don't think they could beat Ohio State. I think Ohio State is still um, elite. I, I don't think that any team in the Big Ten – We'll upset them this year, but if that were one team that I had to bring up, uh, I think Wisconsin maybe. I think the Big Ten is a wild card in all this because eight games, you know, let's hope that there's no uh, corona going on within the within the organizations that it could continue to complete the eight games uh, because I feel as though if they miss a game, then they might not be they might not make it to the playoffs and for Ohio State they didn't make it last year and I think they're very very hungry to make it up there and and compete against Clemson or Alabama so we'll we'll see from there All right so here we are with the Heisman race for all four downs in the lead Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Chubba Hubbard and Shane Bushell. hopefully I'm saying that name right Yeah you are um again we, I, get, I think we nailed it in there. Oh, we know how Jace feels about Mac Jones. I know we, we Joe's been talking about this is Trevor Lawrence's Heisman. That's for him to lose. Uh, Joe, do you see any other way? Do you see Jones on top, or do we need, still need to see more couple of weeks for Jones to pass Lawrence? Well, again, I think he's got to pass Lawrence, and and as good as Mac Jones played this week, I think he was outstanding. Uh, it was hard for me not to put him in number one, but when you look what Trevor Lawrence did in half the time, I mean, you you still have to tip your cap to him. I, I think it's his award to lose. I think it will be until he has a bad game. Look, if he would have gone for for two hundred forty yards and and two touchdowns, and they would have won by. 21 we'd be having a very different conversation right now i just felt like where where clemson is right now you got to beat the team in front of you and if it's a lesser opponent you better destroy them and they did that and so how how do i say to clemson well sorry it wasn't good enough what would have been good enough 84 nothing like is was there a certain score they I, i just thought they did everything they needed to do to tell me hey alabama great game not this week also, the biggest game prior to last week in Alabama versus Georgia was the week prior, Clemson versus Miami, and Trevor Lawrence still had a great game against Miami. So, I mean, it, I, when you're comparing, obviously a lot of people are going to be SEC homers, and just because the the numbers are, are smaller for Alabama versus Georgia – Clemson versus Miami was still a great game. It was still two tough teams. And to be the, like I said it with Ohio State, to beat the best, you got to, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And right now the best has been for the past two years, Trevor Lawrence. And no, in Alabama, while they played well, they have not dethroned Trevor Clemson and Trevor Lawrence. I agree. Um, I had Trevor Lawrence at number one this week, but uh, you guys said it. Mac Jones is right there. It's just uh, Trevor Lawrence until he may, has one of those bad games, which you know he he hasn't had in his college uh, career so far. There's no reason to take him away from the number one spot, even though Mac Jones is very deserving and has had a great season. But Trevor Lawrence still has some big games um, against Notre Dame and North Carolina. So if there is a game that maybe he'll slip up, it would be against one of those two. But I don't expect to see that. I think Trevor Lawrence will remain in that number one spot, and it will be a battle between Mac Jones and uh, Trevor Lawrence down to the down to the wire. Well, that's your Heisman take on that one. Let's move over to the top uh, ten. Each one of us made our picks, and we had I for for a fact had Alabama on top. Uh, the rest of you guys had Clemson. Uh, I felt like. 
because of the outcome of the game, a number two versus a number three. Homer. Outstanding. So I believe that um, Alabama does deserve number one, but then again, I think it's a close race between Alabama and Clemson. So what's, what's your take, Joe? Yeah, you know, again, uh, for, for me, I think you have to, like, definitively knock the top guy out. And if you don't do that, then unfortunately, you know, you, you live to fight another week. I certainly think, you know, as good as Trevor Lawrence has been, he's certainly due for a downer game. I, I can't imagine he's going to he's gonna be that dominant in every single game. I mean, he's only human, I think. And if that be the case, hey, he might have a bad game, and he better hope that, uh, that, that Mac Jones does the same thing. He better hope that... You know, if Mac has a bad week, it's not because Najee Harris ran for 245 yards and four touchdowns because, you know, I mean, again, there's so many great players out there. Uh, I don't know where Jace went, but I'll say now his guy is not winning uh, the Heisman. And, and I mean, it's sad because I feel bad for the mid-majors. I feel like, it, you know, I mean, he's just as he's just as quality as everybody else. And you you gotta you 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 play the opponent in front of you, and and whatever the level of competition that might be, it is what it is. Again, for me, if you're Trevor Lawrence, you gotta go out there and you gotta do what Mac Jones did in an entire game against an SEC team, and I'll put you on even keel, and you keep your top spot. Same thing for me with Clemson. I think as long as Clemson keeps winning, Clemson's the number one team in the country. Yeah, and. Looking at our top 10 overall, we do have Clemson at number one, Alabama, Notre Dame, and surprisingly, Ohio State. But that's Don't due to that. a lot of that's that's due to a lot of you know upsets that's been happening in the last two weeks of uh, going in there. Uh, but hey, overall, this is what we're looking at in the top 25. Uh, again, uh, surprisingly, uh, we got Army, Michigan, and West Virginia new to the rankings. Uh, so we'll see what's going on and see how far they could go up or should they just fall down. I'm really concerned in the middle area, though. I, I think that uh, North Carolina is going to have a tougher week this week. Uh, Coastal Carolina and Marshall, surprisingly there. But with the Big Ten debuting, I see a major shakeup in the top 25 come to next week. Yeah. And that leads us to our college pick'em week eight. And I would like to say congratulations to Joe and Sean. I mean, you guys hit it up seven and five this week. Uh, congratulations, uh, Joe. This is your first win for uh, everybody. For knew it was coming. Uh, yeah, it's so yeah, late. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we all saw it coming. Yeah, <laughs> you finally caught up. But all right. <laughs> but Trying. of course, in the lead, we still have Big Jace with thirty-eight wins, thirty-two losses, and a tie. Uh, and there you have it, Joe and Sean. Uh, key wins for both of them went for Alabama over Georgia. Joe won with Virginia Tech over Boston College. And Sean won the wild card there uh, with Miami going over, if I believe, correct? Yes, that is right. correct. So here we go. Thursday, Thursday uh, Arkansas State University versus Appalachia State. Uh, first uh, conference game for them. We'll lead it off. Joe, you're first. Sean, and then Jace. Who you got? You know, you'd think this would be an easy one. Arkansas State oh. actually isn't a bad team, but I think Appalachian State, you know, after an early season loss, needs to win every game that they can. So I would expect uh, this would be a victory for them. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Appalachian State will will bounce back uh, after that loss a couple weeks ago. Um, I think they'll probably win by two touchdowns in this one. Yeah, uh, I like App State. Uh, they're going to bounce back. Uh, Arkansas State, they had some okay wins. But, yeah, App, App State, they're pissed off about that loss, and they're going to redeem themselves. Yeah, I got Appalachian State on this one. Uh but, uh, hey, that's going to be an action game. I feel as though it'll be close in the first half. But Appalachian State, you know, they should be able to take it over in the second half and, and should blow them out, at least for now. Uh, but the debut for the Big Ten will Illinois and Wisconsin. I am going to take Wisconsin in this one. I think they've got just uh, too much, too good of a defense for Illinois, who 
you know, is generally near the bottom. Yeah, I mentioned uh, Wisconsin before. Other than Ohio State and Penn State, I, I think they're right there at the top of the Big Ten. So I think they're going to win their debut easily against Illinois. Well, you say easily. Last year, Illinois pulled off the upset. And yeah. uh, make sure if you are watching and listening, you check out my Big Ten preview uh, article that I wrote on uh, CloverCrestMedia.com. But uh, Illinois, bottom of the barrel in the Big Ten, they're not going to be able to repeat any magic from last year. Wisconsin, while they have a big loss in Jonathan Taylor, uh, I expect them to to roll through this win pretty easily. Absolutely. I think they're a lot better now with, with Taylor gone. I'm not saying anything offensive about him, but I think they got more weapons this year. And that was a fluke with Illinois defeating them 24-23. to They'll come back strong and redeem themselves. Cincinnati versus SMU. This is going to be a great game. Uh, both teams undefeated. This is the fight for the top in the American Conference. Joe, who you got? I'll tell you what. I really like this SMU team, and uh, I think I had them in my top 10 this week. But I believe Cincinnati is not only going to win this game. I think they're going to run the table uh, and get themselves into the conversation. This is a really good football team here. Uh, I think people are going to be very surprised uh, by season's end where Cincinnati is at. Yeah, um, I, I'm also going to take Cincinnati in this one. Uh, I had them ranked seventh in my rankings this week. Uh, they have a really good defense, and uh, they're, they're good on offense too. I think Bouchelle is going to be hard to stop for um, to stop on SMU. He's, he's one of the better quarterbacks in the nation. But I think Cincinnati gets it done this week, um, and I think it's going to be a statement win. I think I could see them winning by uh, – Probably 10, 10 or 14 points. Uh, uh, the statement win here is going to be by SMU. They, they almost blew the game against Tulane last week. They had to go to overtime because they, they were looking ahead. They've been prepping for this game. They're prepared for this game. They're going to come out here and they're going to show Cincinnati what's up and who the real best team is in the American Conference is, and that team is the SMU Mustangs. Well, Cincinnati is 3-1 overall, and three of those games were won in Texas. They're playing in Texas, and Cincinnati will win and defeat SMU at Fort Worth, Texas. And our next game, Maryland versus Nebraska. I'm sorry, Maryland versus Northwestern. I'm going to take Northwestern in this one. Yeah, um, I'm also going to take Northwestern in this one. They're playing at home, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah. Northwestern's even. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have a crowd or not, but Northwestern, I know, is historically a tough team to beat in the road. And I, uh, Maryland's probably one of the worst teams in the Big Ten this year, so I, I'm going to take Northwestern. Northwestern, they they always have that sneaky home advantage because they grow out their grass longer. Uh, they, they do have the best center in the nation in Rashawn Slater. But Maryland has Tua's little brother. Therefore, Maryland's going to get the win. Yeah, I don't really care who's on what team. Northwest is going to win on this one. Do, do you have a <laughs> thing about the Tagaviola family? Is that is that maybe what this is? Is this less about Mac Jones and more about no. your obsession with the Tagaviola? Well, if you want to go back to last year when Tua wasn't playing – Tua's little brother Talia came in and he looked better than Mac Jones. Um, so who looks better now? I I'm a little I confused mean, on that because if if he was supposed to be so called better than Jones, then why did he transfer? Right. I'm just saying. He knew that he wasn't starting, and he probably didn't want to follow his brother's footstep. So why not just go somewhere else? And of all schools, he went to Maryland. Maryland has, was under investigation for the last two years. So uh, it's something to think about on that one. We'll move into Alabama and Tennessee. Uh, this is the spread. Alabama's favorite, 21. Yeah, I'll take Alabama covering this one easily. They, they probably win by 35. Uh, I, I think Alabama will cover. I just I think it will be around 24, 27. Um, I'll take Alabama, but I, I just think Tennessee will bounce back after um, a tough loss. 
This could be a big, big letdown spot for Alabama when it comes to the spread. But uh, Tennessee having some quarterback issues, thinking about moving on from uh, Garitano. Uh, give me Mac Jones and give me Alabama. Oh, he said, give me Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky and- we're letting you take him. <laughs> I got Alabama on this one. Let's move on to Iowa State and Oklahoma State. I'm taking Iowa State in the three and a half points, although I do believe Iowa State's going to upset them. I'm going to take Iowa State with the points. Uh, I do think Oklahoma State will pull it out, though. I could see him winning by one or two points. Uh, I think it's going to be a really tight game, though, so I'll go with Iowa State in the points. I think Iowa State's going to play it tough, but I think that, I think – when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, Oklahoma State's going to pull head, and I think Oklahoma State is going to cement their spot as the the cream of the crop in the Big 12, which is not 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 a big thing to say. But I think because people are so focused on Oklahoma State to, to win, a lot of people are picking them. I think they is going to bite their tongues, and I believe Iowa State, I agree with you, Joe, they're going to upset Oklahoma State. And Big 12 is pretty much shot up. The conversation for them making to the playoffs will be gone on this one. Uh, Penn State versus Indiana. Uh, Penn State favorite six and a half. Penn State wins this by a touchdown. At least a touchdown, probably more, but they'll definitely cover. Yeah, it's tough because, I mean, we haven't seen these teams yet, but I I will also take Penn State. Um, I I think that they're going to have a big year, and I I think they'll probably win, yeah, like Joe said, by at least a touchdown. Penn State will win this football game, but it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I'm going to pick Indiana to cover it. I think this is a field goal game. I think it's going to be a weird week with this being the opening game for Big Ten. I think the Ninty Lions are going to come out to a slow start, and I think Indiana is that sneaky good team in the Big Ten to watch out for, and I think they cover here. Uh I, agree. I I understand you, Jace, but uh, Indiana he is has speaking that, English. <laughs> Indiana has not had a formula to defeat Penn State in the last decade. I'm picking Penn State <laughs> negative six and a half, and we got Iowa I'm not versus saying Purdue. They're gonna defeat them. I'm no, no, saying no, no, no. I, I totally understand you. I agree with you. I just don't see okay. them actually beating them. I think Penn State will take the second half and run away with it. But uh, Iowa at Purdue. Iowa's favorite at negative three. This is a tricky one on here. Um, I will say that uh, I'll take uh, I'll take Iowa. Iowa's going to win this game. They're going to beat Purdue. Yeah, I will also take Iowa. Um, I could see them winning by probably the touchdown or ten points in this one. So I'll go with the Hawkeyes. I'm going to go the opposite way here. I'm going to go Purdue. Uh, they got Rondell Moore, one of the most electrifying wide receivers in the nation. Uh, I would say I will happen to recover from the loss of uh, Nate Stanley moving on, graduating. I, I like Purdue here to get the win. Man, I like the word you say, electrifying. Oof. But uh, I agree with you. I think Purdue is going to win. Don't know how, uh, but I, I picked that as an upset. But for Iowa, they had a, a huge issue uh, especially when the pandemic started with uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement and everything else. I don't know if the the pride is there with, with that team, but uh, I'm picking Purdue on that one. Utah State versus Wait, hold Boise on. You're State. Picking, you're picking Purdue because there was some... I don't think that there's no teams there that, that got that pride in, in that organization right now. I, I don't think that they're up there. Okay. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Interesting. I, mean, I think there's a universe- pie for you and Jace next week, but that's a, that's another story. Uh-oh. Well, I'm not gambling that pie, but I gamble on the next one, Boise State over Utah State, and they'll, and I take the points. Hmm. Yeah, yeah Boise State will cover this one. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, oh, Boise. you sure you don't want Utah? No, here, this is your pie in the face game. I'm good. Uh, I'm good on those Aggies this week. I'll, I'll go with the Boise State Broncos uh, in the first game. Listen to me, Utah State. I, I, I've worn the shirt on on the show before. 
Utah State, they're great. They're losing Jordan Love. They got an okay replacement in uh, Shelly, the transfer from Utah. But uh, Hank Bachenmeyer for Boise State, he's legit. True freshman last year. I, I think he might find his way into the Heisman race this year. But, uh, yeah, I think Boise State wins and wins with ease here. Okay. Fair enough. We got Michigan and Minnesota this week. This is probably the game of the week. Michigan favorite negative three. I think Minnesota might win this football game, but I don't want to make that prediction. I will take the points, though, and I will take Minnesota in this one. Uh, if you're not going to do it, I will do it, Joe. I think Minnesota is going to win this game outright. Um, Michigan is, has been one of the most disappointing uh, programs, especially in big games like this uh, over the past decade, or ever, ever since I've been alive, really. So I think that continues uh, into this year, and I think Minnesota gets uh, the big win for P.J. Fleck uh, on opening night. I'm in. This, sure. this season is going to be the swan song for John Harbaugh. Uh, the, no, they're like they're not good. Michigan is not a good football team. PJ Fleck has got the Golden Gophers right where he wants them. They're gonna compete. They are the most. They're the best competition for Ohio State. And let's row the boat, and the Golden Gophers get the win at home. Nice. Well, it's not gonna be a clean sweep. I got my cousins back on this one. Israel will be here next week. Yes, we're going to have another guest next week. He's a big Michigan fan, uh, so I'll support him on this one. This is a trick game here, but I'm going for Michigan, and I'm going with the points, so I got Michigan. Come on, Harbaugh. You can make it happen for me. I'm really looking forward to having him here to explain what the hell happened to Michigan. That'll be great. Get some inside analysis on I'm what, sure, what went I'm, wrong now. I'm sure he, he will. Yes, yes. But uh, South Carolina, LSU, LSU's favorite negative six. I'm taking the Gamecocks. <laughs> you love the I'll picture, didn't the you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to take South Carolina as well. Um, LSU has been super disappointing this year, and uh, South Carolina has, has actually been a pretty decent stain in games um, that I didn't expect that they would have. So I think and they might even have a chance to win outright, but I don't know if I'd go that far, but I, I will take South Carolina with the points. I'm thinking like five, Sean, a five-point win maybe for LSU, but I could definitely see yeah. uh, the, the Gamecocks upsetting here. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Keep the name Kevin Harris in the back of your mind. This is one of the premier running backs in the SEC. He plays for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Gamecocks are going to get it done against LSU. Man, today's my lucky day, I guess. I'm going to be I'm gonna be all right. I might just take over first place. I'm picking LSU at home, man. LSU is not losing at home. I thought Miles Brennan is going to come back. That offense is going to be okay. Uh, look. I know LSU got even a week off, man, because they couldn't play Florida. They got plenty of rest. They're going to make it happen. Nebraska at Ohio State. Negative I'm taking 26. Nebraska. Oof. I'm taking Nebraska because I think Ohio State wins by 24. I will take Ohio State. Um, I think they're going to come out with a dominant performance um, in their week one. They might start off slow uh, with the offense, but uh, I'm sure they'll pick it up against uh, the Scott Frauds defense. So. I think I could see them winning by four touchdowns and covering. This is the this is the quintessential Nebraska spot. A big number against a big team. Everyone, every year, everyone's like Scott Frost and Nebraska. They got it this year. No, they do not. Ohio State by a hundred. Nebraska is going to disappoint. The first game. Is gonna really be the difference maker for Ohio State. They have to beat them over 26 points to be in the top four of the rankings. So I'm gonna pick Ohio State on this one. Uh, Kansas versus Kansas State. That's a big rivalry between these two. Kansas State favorite 19 and a half, and we already seen what Kansas has done uh, for the reason they are 0 and 4. Uh, Joe. Man, this is a rivalry game, though, you know? So you got to ask yourself, does Kansas State go out and humiliate Kansas by, like, four or five scores? Yeah. Yeah, they do. 
<laughs> yeah, can uh, Kansas State. Uh, Good tease, buddy. Good tease. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, Kansas State lost uh, Skylar Thompson for the year, the starting quarterback, so that's definitely going to hurt them. But I, I don't think that's going to be enough to slow them down against uh, Kansas. Kansas might be the worst uh, Power Five conference uh, team in the in the nation. So I'll take Kansas State uh, just slightly. I could see them winning by three touchdowns or twenty four points. There's a rivalry game. No Skylar Thompson, and I expect Les Miles. If there is any game. Les Miles is going to get the Jayhawks riled up for. It's going to be this game. They're not going to win it, but they're going to they're going to keep it within the 19 and a half. So you got Kansas. Yeah. Okay. I don't trust no other <laughs> I don't trust this game. I don't trust Kansas State. I never did. Somewhere down the line they're going to choke, but not not this weekend. Uh but I got Kansas State and the points. We have another rivalry game, NC State at North Carolina. Negative 15 and a half. I, I think NC State definitely, uh, with those points, can definitely hang in this game. They're not going to win the game, but I think they can. I think they can. They'll be within 10. Uh, yeah, I think this is a pretty interesting game um, just because UNC is coming off the disappointing loss, and NC State has really looked surprising the first couple of weeks. So, and I, I think it's I think it's going to be the opposite of that. I think we're going to see them trending in different directions this week. I think UNC will bounce back, and I think NC State will have uh, NC State will kind of have a, a downer game. So, I'm going to take UNC with this one. Actually, I could see them winning by um, you know 17 or 21 points and coming out with a statement win um, to beat NC State. UNC. It's a rivalry game. It is. UNC was ranked fifth last week. They did not deserve it. We saw last week when they lost to Florida State, the dumpster fire that is Florida State, that NC, that UNC are pretenders, and they are. But that's not a bad thing, any UNC fans out there. This is Mac Brown's second year. This is Sam Howell's second year. You got a lot to look forward to, but 15 and a half against a decent NC State team, that's too much for a pretender. I think UNC is going to win it, but give me NC State with the points. I got NC State to win. I think this is going to be an upset game. Uh, again, look at the record. They're 4-1. They're playing good football, and the last two weeks of North Carolina has not been impressive. So I got NC State. Uh, moving on to the over-under. Uh, we made our picks already. We'll start with Joe and his pick. He had picked Syracuse and Clemson. Who's the winner and if it's over-under? Syracuse will not be the winner. Um, and Clemson will. Uh, and Clemson will score 61.5 points alone. Maybe Syracuse chips in a field goal just to be nice. So take the over, take Clemson. That's uh, that's your no-brainer of the week. All right. Jace has Baylor and Texas. Big 12 football, you take the over, and uh, this is rough. Uh, I'll go Texas to bounce back here with the win. All right. I got myself UNLV and San Diego State. I got San Diego State winning, and those points are under. And finally, Sean has Houston and Navy. I'm going to take the over, and I'm taking Houston in this one. All right. And that pretty much wraps, wraps up the college pick em for week eight. I can't wait for the Big 12 to uh, make their debuts. I'm, I love more football. The more, the better. I think we all could agree on that. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we will have... The Pac-12 coming in. So more football, the better it is. And we just have to wait and see exactly how the committee is going to make this playoff happen. Uh, biggest concern is the Big Ten eight-game schedule. We hope that they can play all eight games. But if should they miss one, what could possibly happen with their hopes to make it to the playoffs? There's way to be seen. But I appreciate you guys. And once again, we'll leave you with Joe with the last words. Considering my top five Heisman candidate list, I begin to wonder what my fellow analysts were going to come up with.
It's conceivable that Justin Fields will win the Heisman Trophy this year. He was certainly a finalist a year ago. But in the age of COVID-19, where games are canceled and rescheduled, some teams haven't played much. Some started late. Uh, some have found out they weren't as good as we thought they were going to be. LSU, looking in your direction. As the season hits week eight, it's hard to disregard what guys have already done in favor of what we think someone will do. Will Justin Fields be better than Mac Jones by season's end? It's hard to argue that right now based on what Jones is doing. By season's end, that's a whole other story, but if we're going to play the game throughout the season to figure out who's who, you got to play games. And it's going to be tough come season's end to figure out seven games, ten games, and who did what and what amount of time. I think this year, this, the, the, the trick of the trade is going to be to be dominant. The team that just looks better, the guy that looks better every single week, that's who's going to win the awards. That's who's going to be ranked number one. And that's just how it's going to go in 2020. So good luck to Justin Fields and the Big Ten. Glad to have him back. Do something. Show us you belong in these top ten polls. And Justin Fields, hopefully he goes out there, has a game this week, and stakes his claim somewhere in that top five. Thanks so much for joining us this week on All Four Downs. For more, make sure you visit hhwshow.com. You can also check out clovercrestmedia.com backslash all four downs. This show is a part of the CMG Sports Network. There are a dozen different shows, great articles all the time. Make sure you check us out. Clovercrest Media Group, the harder we work, the luckier we get. For Obi Munez, Jace Garcia, and Sean Scanlon, I'm Joe McGuire. We'll catch you next week on All Four Downs. Thank you.